It's time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast. This podcast is designed to help you thrive in your life. And I just want to make kind of a, a really cool announcement, at least for me. And that is that my new book has just been released. Now, the official release date is today. This is the official release date. Now, it's already out there. I've been to a couple of bookstores and I've already noticed it on the shelves and I've already had friends and family members tell me that they've seen it on their shelves. So I know it's out there in public and I'm so excited about it. The name of the book is Thrive Principles, 15 Strategies for Building Your Thriving Life. This is all about taking some specific strategies and building them into your life. I would love it if you would take a look, and I would love it that if you love that book, you actually share it with other people. What I'm trying to do is really get on top of this and make sure that we are sharing a message of thriving. We're living in a world that is is caught up in fears and, and caught up in concerns and feeling like they can't find a way to thrive. There are some very clear ways of thriving, and because of that, I want us to embrace that thriving place. So if you're interested in that, check it out at thethriveprinciples.com. That's thethriveprinciples.com. And when I say thrive, it might die on the radio. So it's T-H-R-I-V-E, to thrive in life. Or you can also find out about it at thriveology.com. Or just go to your local bookstore, check it out at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or B&N or BarnesandNoble.com. I think you can get there either of those ways. But make sure if you like it, you let others know about it, okay? Now, that said, I wanted to highlight a couple of things that have occurred to me after that. Because after lots of thinking about that, you know, that's kind of what happens when you write a book. You spend a lot of time thinking about it and talking about it and teaching on it and sharing about it. And I've realized that all of these principles are so tightly interlocked that you can choose just a few and it expands them all. So I was asked recently by a person whether there were just a couple of pieces in there that really cinched it all together. And after thinking about it, I realized that really, if you're only doing a few of the pieces, everything falls together. And I want to highlight those together and tell you that if you master these few principles, all the other principles are building towards this or underpinning this or making this more clear. So let's talk some about these principles that, that I think highlight it. There are actually two pieces to it. The first one is personal responsibility. Now, this is one that whenever I talk about it, I kind of get people upset uh, because they misunderstand what I'm saying and they say, oh, so it's my fault. Let me just explain that there is a significant difference between fault and responsibility. And the difference is this. Responsibility is saying, given where I am, given what's around me, given what's happened to me, given what I've done, how do I move forward and accept responsibility for my life my way. It's not accepting responsibility for what happens for other people's lives. It's not accepting responsibility for every bad thing that happens. That's, that's kind of where we go. But it's understanding that you are ultimately responsible for where your life goes, given all the parameters that start. 
We don't have choices about the families we're born into. We don't have choices in the time periods we're born into. We don't have choices in the geography, the region, the socioeconomic factors that are going on. We have no choice over those pieces. We don't have choices about what happens in the world around us, the politicians' choices, world events, the weather, all of those pieces. They are outside of us. So we don't have to accept responsibility for those actions. But we do accept responsibility for our own life where that life leads. So many times when something's going on, people come to my office and they say, you know, this isn't my fault. And they'll point the finger at someone else of where that's at fault, where that's really the problem. The problem is not theirs. It's outside of them. And the problem is you have no control over the outside of you. You have no control of what's impinging on you. And so you have no way of changing that. And what they miss is the difference between fault and responsibility. So one of the things that I point out in the book is that this one little little glimpse will give you an understanding. If you are standing in the middle of a burning building, it is not the time to ask who lit the fire, who caused this to happen, whose fault is this? It is the time to say, how do I get out of this? How do I get myself, my loved ones, and anything of value out of this place? That's that's the heart of responsibility. How do I move forward with what's going on? You don't have to have created that fire to decide that you've got to get take responsibility to get yourself out of the fire. And that's the huge difference. So when we say, I am going to be 100% responsible for my life, we're just simply saying, I'm going to direct what happens. I'm going to choose the approach. My colleague, Jack Canfield, talks about the equation E plus R equals O. Event plus response equals outcome. E plus R equals O. The events are all those external things over which you have no control. You don't have control if you get fired because your company closes. You don't have control over what happens in the stock market. You don't have control over weather. You don't have control over people's actions towards you. Those are the events that are around us. They, they happen no matter what we do. They just come upon us. And sometimes when we're in fault-looking mode, we're looking at those events and going, it's not my fault, and we don't do anything in between, which leads the event to be the outcome. Whatever just happened begins to be the outcome of your life. But then there's an opportunity in there, and that's our response. We get to choose our response, our actions, our attitude, our aspirations, as I've talked about. And those pieces of choice in our response change the event to the outcome. So in that equation, there are the events that are around us over which we have no control. We have 100% choice in our response to those events. And that's what determines the outcome, what comes out of that. Sometimes people make poor choices to the events external to them, and the outcome is not great. Some people make great choices. They take full responsibility for their own actions, for their own aspirations, for their own attitude, and it moves them through the event in a different way. And that changes the outcome. So notice that there are three parts of that equation, the event, your response, the outcome. Now, there's another piece that I think pulls us all together into a thriving place. If you just simply accept responsibility for your life, it's the starting point. It's not the ending point. It's the starting point. Because I have a core belief that we are designed for something else. 
the ancient Stoic philosophers talked about the fact that there was an embedded design in the world around us. Trees have a natural design. They naturally grow, grow leaves and they, they naturally grow, grow fruit and they naturally grow. They, they create their design. And animals around us, you see them living out their design. If you're out on the porch on a hot day and, and you're bitten by a mosquito, that mosquito is living out its design whether we like it or not. I believe that we humans also have a built-in design, and it functions around three areas. We are designed to find meaning in our lives. We are designed to discover our purpose in our lives, and we are designed to make an impact. For me, that's the big triad of meaning, purpose, and impact. Meaning is what we draw out of something, sometimes because we have no other control. You probably have talked with people who have had horrible things in their lives that they have made meaning from. You've probably talked with people who have done great things who draw meaning from that. It's the event that they draw the meaning out of. It's the life and and they draw meaning out of. This is the core part of Viktor Frankl when he developed his ideas over what people live into. Viktor Frankl believed that at our core, people are about meaning. We are meaning makers. And we have a struggle when we lose our meaning. So Viktor Frankl talked about, and this was back before World War II, then while he went through a concentration camp experience, and then after that, as he came out of that experience, at each point drawing meaning from the events going on around him. Even in the midst of suffering, he said, we can find meaning from that. And we have to find meaning whenever that's going on around us or we begin to despair. So the first piece of that thriving triad is to find the meaning. The second, the purpose, is to discover what your unique talents and skills and passions pull together so that you decide the purpose of your life. Many times people find themselves in careers that they stumbled into. Maybe somebody told them they would be a good and you can fill in the blank. And so they went off and trained to become that. And they got into that and realized that it didn't do much for their passions. It didn't do much for their natural talents and gifts. It didn't pull together their sense of purpose in the world. When we are living a full life, when we're living a thriving life, we find purpose where we are and we chase after that purpose that's within us. We find the place where we make a difference, which leads to that third piece of the the triad, the impact. Having watched us as humans... What I'm very clear about is that whether we mean to or not, we make an impact. And the question is whether we're going to make a positive impact or a negative impact. Whether we're going to make a positive movement in the world or whether we're going to leave some some damage in our world. When we look around, we can see the human impact on our planet. It's unmistakable. Think about how different the planet would look. Were we not around, we can see our impact in both good and bad ways. But we are clearly impact makers. Think of it much more instead of the global scale on the individual scale. Do you think you make an impact in your friends' lives? The simple question is, how often do we make a negative impact on people's lives? I remember back, thinking back on my teen years, watching people get pulled into addictive behavior, dangerous behavior, because somebody was encouraging them that way and it impacted their lives. I had several friends along the way who lost their lives, drunk driving accidents and other injuries that were results of making bad decisions because somebody 
was there to pull them ahead. Now, the first thing is to go back to that original place where they weren't taking responsibility for their lives. But the second thing is to realize they were negatively impacted by somebody else. But how many times have you made a positive impact, whether you meant to or not? Some years ago, when I was realizing that I was out of shape and needed to get back into shape, I was looking at all kinds of of things that I could do. And, And one of them, through the coaxing of a friend, was mountain biking so that I could do some adventure racing. So I started mountain biking, and so first you notice that my friend had had a positive impact on me because he got me more interested in being active. Not just that, but was active with me. So there was a positive impact on me. What I notice is when I got into the mountain biking, it eventually turned out not to be my big thing, but I was talking about biking with other people, and I noticed there was a ripple. A friend of mine began to ride his bike again after years of not, and another person began to ride the bike. And then I watched the ripple effect from those people, and I saw other people who started taking up running and exercising just because I was talking about it and just because they were seeing that it was changing my life. It was not on purpose that I was making that impact, and yet I created impact. What a difference when we are purposeful in our impact. Think about the impact of parenting. You probably know some friends, and you might have even experienced yourself, of coming out of a dysfunctional family and the impact that has on somebody growing up in a struggling family. You probably also have witnessed people coming out of a healthy family and the impact that has on them. And you may have sought yourself to say, how can I make a positive impact on my kids? One of the things I think we've lost track of is that parenting is really about servanthood. It's, it's in service of the child. The child didn't ask to be born. We bring the child into the world, and then we have a choice on how we follow through on that. How do we be of service to bringing another adult into the world? How do we be of service in helping that child into adulthood, into productive adulthood, into being another person of positive impact? All that starts at that experience of being a parent of a child. Or maybe you are in a a job where you've lost sight of the fact that what you do makes a difference. Some years ago, I met a real estate agent that was doing very well in life, but was upset because all he was doing was counting his sales. He was there to get a sale. And he said, I'm just not doing anything worthwhile. And I said, have you ever thought about the fact that part of your job is to help people leave a house, leave a home that they've loved? And you're helping others to find a home that they can love. And the impact that that makes on people when they find the right place. Instead of just going after the quick sale, instead of just getting people into a home, what about if you set it out as your job to help transfer somebody's love of a home to somebody else who will love it ongoing? That changed a lot of his business because then he was out with a purpose. Then he was out with something that had meaning for him, and he was impacting the people that he was having to help. Notice how simple this formula becomes. We take personal responsibility as a starting point because until we take personal responsibility, it's very difficult to begin to work towards finding that meaning. It's very difficult to, to feel like you're on purpose, and it's very difficult to be able to choose that impact. But when you start with that personal responsibility and then you step into that triad of meaning, of purpose, and of impact, you create a thriving life. The other pieces that I talk about, the other pieces of those principles, the strategies I have in my book, 
are ways of underpinning those things, of making sure you can access them without getting stuck in the old hubris of stuff that's in your past, with all the hurts and the pains of how to build gratitude and how to work towards forgiveness and how to accept what's happened and what is and how to move forward with that, how to nurture your inner life. All of those other pieces are structural underpinnings for what we just talked about of taking personal responsibility and then stepping into your greater meaning, your greater purpose, and your greater impact. If this has been helpful, I would love it if you would share this particular uh, program because this is it. This is where you can easily grab a resource that can help you. If it's been helpful, please check out my book. TheThrivePrinciples.com is where you can learn more about it or just go to your local bookstore, ask for Thrive Principles, Go to Amazon, look it up there, or Barnes & Noble. All of them have it in stock. I would love it if you could help me share the message of how to thrive in life. This is Lee Balkum wishing you a thriving life. listening to the Thriveology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thriveology.com or at thriveologymagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.